stars could shine between the lines if you would let yourself go find some place you know you can use your words use your hands you can change the world you just pretend express yourself take a chance and you'll see who you'll be it's time to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Only those who risk going too far can possibly find out how far one can go. T.S. Eliot. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be the Story World Charity, a top nonprofit honored by Guidestar and great nonprofits. For today's show, Be The Still You Are wants to thank everyone who has volunteered and supported BTSYA over the years. We are thrilled to be serving the world. If you'd like to help us celebrate being a top nonprofit with a donation, please visit www.btsya.com. That's www.btsya.com. Every dollar counts, and we will use the funds for our outreach programs. Make sure to listen to Express Yourself wherever you listen to radio or music iTunes, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. We broadcast from the Empowerment Channel on Voice America Radio, the largest radio network in the world. Hello, I'm Kirthi, co-hosting this show today. And I'm Ruhani, the other host. And before we start the program, we want to announce that Be The Star You Are charity is entering the metaverse. By purchasing an NFT from www.starstylecommunity.com, you will be donating to Be The Star You Are. Each NFT is based on a character from Cynthia Bryan's new children's book, No Barnyard Bullies, illustrated by Jensen Russell. These NFTs are like baseball trading cards of yore. Check out the roadmap for upcoming events just for Star Style community members, where exclusive experiences are part of the package. Going to be super fun. Jump into the metaverse and buy our NFTs. www.starstylecommunity.com Salutations! Today's show is all about growing a small business and encouraging small businesses. In segment two, Luhani and I will be discussing small businesses. In segment three, Kevin will be be talking about AI and companies and ChatGPT. And right now we have Milan guiding us through the steps of starting a small business. Take it away, Milan. Okay. Well, first of all, you shouldn't go overboard and do a lot at the start because it might not be successful. Also, you should start with something small, like ice cream, like Dairy Dream, which is a local business near where I live. Also, it should be something that you are good and passionate about. Where should you put your small business? Um, you should put your small business somewhere where a lot of people live. Like in a city, not in the middle of nowhere, where there are not a lot of people. If you do that, then you won't see anyone, and you'll right away have to go out of business. 
if you put it in a city, there would be a lot more people that would be curious and would go there if and if they like then and if they like it, then they will come again and tell other people about it. Well, that's some great advice. And what do you think are some new and innovative ways that we could create a small business online right now? Well, having a YouTube channel is an option our generation has. You could also sell things on eBay to get money for a good start to your business business plan. Also on YouTube, you can make a gaming channel, but you have to you have to make a lot of videos so people can see you around the world. Or you can start with basics like my parents' generation did and start a lemonade stand. Who doesn't love cool lemonade on a hot day? Wow, that's some those are some really good tips. What could boost your small business? Having special deals, sales, or deals like 35% off because then more people would come. Or you can make deals like buy one, get one free. You could also spread the word to everyone and they can spread the word to other people. Another way is asking a friend that has experience with making a small business any hints or ideas for making it. Our generation is lucky because we have social media. Posting on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok can really get the word out. But be careful with social media. And your parents should always know what you're doing. Do not give your personal information. I totally agree. Though social media is a great tool where you can advertise your business, you should always be careful about what you're posting on there. And have you ever started a small business? I helped my aunt with the garage sale where they live. And it was a good opportunity to help the planet by selling things they don't use, like old clothes and my cousin. I mean, and um, and me and my cousin helped. Me and my cousin and my aunt helped with the garage sale. It was and it was cool, and we advertised advertised it around the neighborhood. Wow, Milan, it's so great to hear like that. Actually, actual actual taking in small businesses because they're such a wonderful thing. And even at our young age, we could we could do stuff like this. And it's so nice to find out that like someone who's a preteen or who's a teen is doing things like this. So how can opening a small business help you in the future? It can help me with money, management, public relations, and advertising. It could also help me build relationships if I pursue my career in architecture or medicine. I definitely need to have all those skills. And if you were to open a small business again, what do you think you would open it for? Like, would you open a flower shop or a bookshop or maybe even a coffee shop? If I would, I'd probably, I'd probably open a bookshop because books sound, books sound exciting and I like reading books. That's cool. What type of books do you like to read? I usually like to read fantasy um, fantasy, realistic fiction, and historical fiction. Well, that's really cool. Thank you so much for coming on here. And make sure you stay tuned for our next segment where we'll, we'll be discussing small business some more. And we want to hear your thoughts and we want to answer your questions.
So email us at btsyateenradio@gmail.com. That's btsyateenradio@gmail.com. Check out our radio site at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com and our creative community site at bethestarur.org. You can get involved with the Be The Star You Are charity, buy books and t-shirts in our store, and sign up for our free newsletter and make a donation to our charity, Be The Star You Are. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be The Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star you The star you are, light up the flame that burns. Low literacy and poor communication skills have been identified in studies as major contributors to general conduct disorders, psychiatric disorders, criminal behavior, and adolescent suicide. To live and prosper in this society, we must be lifelong learners with access to knowledge and skills that can sustain our lives at work, at home, and in our communities. Be the Star You Are 501c3 charity has been working to increase literacy and improve positive message programming since 1999. You can help by making a tax-deductible donation today. Visit www.bethestarur.org. Everybody counts. www.bethestarur.org. Be the lucky star you Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hello, and welcome back to Express Yourself. Today's show is all about growing and supporting small businesses. I'm Kuthiel, host, and I'm here with my co-host, Luhani. So, Luhani, what, what, what do you think makes a small business unique from businesses who aren't considered small? Honestly, I think small businesses are unique because of how personable they are. Um, all the small businesses I worked with or been a part of have always been like very welcoming to all of their customers and 
That's usually because um, their attention is focused on specific clients as they don't have as many as a corporate chain would. Um, for example, my hair salonist knows exactly how I want like my hair done, like how, how I want it layered because I've been going to her for years and we get along great. And I just feel like I'm very satisfied with the quality of her work. And I, I love being um, paid attention to, especially from people who like do my hair and stuff like that. Wow. That's really cool. I feel like small businesses, because they don't have that wide of an audience. They don't, it's not like they're serving the whole world. Maybe they're serving the community and you're just a part of that community. So it, it they're much more, much more attentive to you. They're much more like, uh, they're much more personal with you. They're like friends. They're like friends more than just a random stranger you met in a hair salon. And that's why I think that's the magic of small businesses. I think that small businesses have a certain kind of coziness to them. A little bit of magic, if you know what I mean. There's something so meaningful about a small business, about buying something from someone who puts their heart into everything they do. Even if they do it primarily for money, you know that everything they're doing was achieved by hard work. And that they're just people like you. Very deep. We're getting incredibly deep over here. But I guess that's fine. Well, I wouldn't think it's fine. I would call it mawkish, disastrous cloying maudlin it's just sickly sweet mate go away british cutie have you ever encountered a bit of part of a small business honey i actually have um so for one of um like one of the things i've done is like actually be a content writer for this indian clothing brand um monse it's based in new york i found them through like a facebook group and i just thought i love their mission statement it was originally made um, for people who kind of have trouble tying clothes. Like if you're a little bit older or like you've never had experience with Indian clothes before. And the quality of their stuff is just amazing. Like I've had, I've delivered one of their things and it's so soft and so beautiful. And they're luxury items, a lot of them, like for weddings and for like these really big cocktail parties. And it's really like affordable. Um, not a lot of places have that, especially because they're a small business. And I feel like working, I've also worked to like contrast. I've also worked at like Kumon, which is like a corporate um, tutoring service. And obviously like both was a lot of work, but working with a small business, I feel was like the one where I felt the most diligent because every role is like valuable in a small business because not a lot of people have that role as compared to Qmon you really know what you have to do like they give you like the sets to teach kids but like in the small business like every day was like something new you know and trying to expand and get more outreach and I feel like the responsibilities were very extensive but very very reward rewarding that's great. I've I've never been a part of a small business. I've never even had a job before, but I do like to support them. I feel like supporting small businesses, it's so much pure, like um, the quality even. It's so much better because you're so much more personal with the people who run the small business and you know that they worked hard. Like for the clothing brand, for the small small business that sells clothes, like you know that they that a lot of creativity was put into it. That like a lot of heart, a lot of a lot of diligence was put into it. 
to make the, that small business possible, basically. Make make that small business exist. And I think just wearing clothes from from a business who's just so, who worked so hard to make these clothes, I feel like that just makes you feel much more better when you wear those clothes. Yeah. And so supporting small businesses and joining one, they both, it both seems to be, it seems to be very fun. So do you have any tips for running a successful small business? Well, I hope to maybe like start one myself one day. So I've been like kind of reading about it. And from what I've kind of like seen online and also by talking to the people who worked in Monse, like the two really main things like in today's world that you have to do is number one is staying organized. So keeping accurate records of business finances is such an important part because um, you want to record every transaction, which is like customer billings and vendor payments into the proper account at least once weekly, or it gets like really hard to keep track if you like wait it off. And then the second one, as Milan was kind of touching on, was is staying connected. And social media is the most foolproof way of marketing. Um, You can market so many things. If you're an author, you can market your books. If you just started a small business, go ahead and post regularly on Instagram. And the holy grail of brand social medias right now, which is TikTok. Wow, like TikTok comes up with so many trends and you really never know um, how your business can be a part of one unless you try. There's so many different creative ways that I've seen and For example, I'm sure you've heard of this place that's now a chain, but it's called Crumble Cookies and it got really big through social media. So what really appealed to like TikTok's main demographic, which is like teenagers, is like they're very colorful designs on their cookies and like the flavors. And like now you'll always see like these people like taste testing Crumble Cookies and they weren't really big up until like like last year, I think. Yeah, that's actually really cool how fast a small business can grow through through social media. Social media is a chance for you to have an audience of literally the whole entire world, especially since in our generation, we live in such a social media-oriented society. Like, social media has become such a big part of our lives. And social media is one way to spread something really, really fast. Even though the growth of social media is kind of having some really bad effects on mental health, there's also a good side to it. There's also a positive side to it. It's the side where talent is recognized by people internationally. It's just like it's just like sharing your talent. Like if you're a dancer and you go and post a dancing video on TikTok, and then if you're really talented, you'll get recognized by people all over the world. And you couldn't have done that without a social media platform. Just like that, you can grow a, a small business. Like... Growing a small business, you have to be recognized by people. You have to have customers. And and popularizing your business through social media is one way you can really grow a small business. And you can really utilize these platforms to spread the word that, hey, I'm here, I have a small business, and I, I like some customers, and I have talent. Look what I do. Look what I'm giving to you. And look what you can buy from me. Basically, you can show all of this in social media. Now, we all know that the defining parts of social media are the trends. What trends do these businesses partake in and how do they do this? Wow, there's like so many. Um, I think one of the hard things about being like even a brand marketer is that 
how fastly, um, how quickly these trends like come and go. So like, um, I don't know if you know about this, but there is something called like the adult swim TikTok challenge where people will like make these creative advertisements. And I saw this, like, this is last June. I saw, um, this very small slime company get almost a million views for like, you know, decorating their slime really cool. And people are like, wow, I want to buy this now. And, um, I'm trying to think, well, there's also like corporate chains like Chipotle. I know it's not a small business, but right now they're actually getting criticized for not perpetuating a trend. So there is this like food reviewer. He's like a food influencer, Keith Lee. So he started this new thing where he would like have a steak and fajita quesadilla and it blew up. Like everyone wants to get that now. It's like that hashtag has like 42 million views, but many Chipotle locations, including my own, because obviously I wanted to try it. I saw on TikTok. Um, it's like forbidden to give it out because of like company or corporate policy. I don't know. But a lot of people are like, that's like such a terrible marketing move because, you know, TikTok users aren't fond of that. Like people want to try it. And I think this is a lesson for like many businesses. Like, I think you should listen to what the people want. It really boosts your business and like, it can really help you out. I think that the 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 majority of social media uses they range from teens to to twenty something year olds. You know, people older than like people in the like forties. You wouldn't see a forty year old being really active on social media. Now, the people who are like really really big consumers of social media are like the teens or the twenty something year olds. So that's relatively young. Now, if a small business served older people as the target audience, they would have trouble popularizing themselves on social media. Like before you said a cookie business. Now, if you had a cookie business, you know, everyone like, likes cookies, you know. Teens would like cookies, kids like cookies, and young adults like cookies. So that's that's why it got so successful, because because apps like TikTok, they're so... Um, they're so occupied by teens and 20-something-year-olds, and they like cookies, so so they buy cookies. But now, for example, say if someone wanted to sell antiques, I don't think teens would be very interested in antiques. But, you know, older people, they, they could be. However, there's such a small amount of older adults partaking in social media, and even if there is a big number of them, like, they're not going to be super active. They're not going to be, like, scrolling through Instagram every day, scrolling through the feed. No, they're not going to be doing that. So it's much harder to popularize yourself through social media. Because when you, like, popularize yourself through social media, when you have a small business that is targeted towards older adults. So in some cases, small businesses can be successful promoting themselves on socials. It's kind of, it's kind of depending on what they do and what who the target audience is. Now, this has got me thinking, small businesses seem really cool. Here's an existential question for you. If you were to start a small business, what would it be for? Um, now you got me thinking too, and I would probably um, have like this hybrid bookstore and cafe. And you're really right. Um, for a lot of the businesses that don't really target teens, like you were saying, like an antique shop, it would be hard to spread the message because, um, you know, um, like the their demographic might not be very active online, but that's why it's so important to support these like local businesses, like hair salons and 
other bookstores and like even like restaurants and I guess in my like little small business if I ever have one I would want it to be like this small cafe near my house where I like to like study and do work except that I would also sell books and I would love to have like these weekly book club meetings where like local authors from where I live can like come in and like you know meet their fans and I just thought it'd be really cute how about you? Now you have me thinking. This is literally this episode, this whole episode. It's just a giant think fest. Just so much thinking is happening here. You know, I'd want to start a music store, even though that's kind of weird. I'd like to do that, except it won't sell instruments. Normally music stores, they, they primarily sell instruments. My music store would sell sheet music and like only sheet music. I know it, I know, it sounds like the most boiling thing on earth, but it's not any ordinary sheet music store. It's like they'll be in separate little booklets, and on the spine of each booklet, there'll be a QR code. And if you scan it, then it'll take you to a recording of that piece, so customers could know how the piece sounds. Instead of having to go back home and having to play it, or even having to like search it up on YouTube, they can just they can just scan the QR code and like get the recording of it. And they could decide based on that if they want to buy the sheet music or not. You know, normally, uh, as a musician, you would want to play songs that you like, that you like to hear. Like if you, you're playing a song that you don't like, then you shouldn't be playing that song because that's what music is about. But we're getting a little bit off track here. And just like your book cafe has weekly book club meetings, my music store would have weekly jam sessions. And I know this this is a bit... This is a bit ambitious. I'm an eighth grader. There's no way I could do all of this. Your idea may be more realistic, but mine, mine is, is cooler. Once I think about it, mine's is kind of boiling and unrealistic. Oh, well, I'll just be here with my boiling old sheet music shop. Be sure to include the tracks from Dork's The Musical Series. I starred in those musicals, if you don't know. Ugh, go away, British Kirsty. <laughs> so why don't you tell me more about your hypothetical book bookstore slash cafe, small business, thingamajig, whatever you want to call it. Tell me more about it. Well, now I'm thinking that we should combine it with your music store so we could have <laughs> three different things, like a bookstore, um, a cafe, and like where people can play live music, which I think would actually be like a pretty cool place. It'd be like Barnes and Noble, except smaller with music. So, yeah. That'd be really cool. I mean, I think that's that's my idea right now, but we can talk about it in the future, maybe um, when we're both adults, which for me is in two months and for you, four or five years. <laughs> yeah, four or five years. That's, that's right. But yeah, that would be a really good idea, like having a bookstore slash cafe slash slash music store. So a book music cafe store. I don't know what to call it, but it's like that. And yeah. I feel like a lot of people who who play music, they like to read. And a lot of people who like to read, they like cafes. So it's like the perfect environment. Like a cafe is yeah. just a wonderful environment. It's a flawless environment. Like you can do so many things in there. I mean, you could do your homework, you could study, you could read, you could play music. There's so many things you could do. And like, you could have... And that would be really fun, actually, yeah. like having like jam sessions and book club meetings. And I feel like and like having a library of books that you sell and then having like a se separate section just for sheet music. 
Totally agree. And we will talk more about this. And that's all the time we have for this segment. Make sure to visit our website, www.expressyourselfteenradio.com and make a donation to BTSYA. See you next segment. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org. Be the lucky star you The star you are, light up the flame that burns. Low literacy and poor communication skills have been identified in studies as major contributors to general conduct disorders, psychiatric disorders, criminal behavior, and adolescent suicide. To live and prosper in this society, we must be lifelong learners with access to knowledge and skills that can sustain our lives at work, at home, and in our communities. Be the Star You Are 501c3 charity has been working to increase literacy and improve positive message programming since 1999. You can help by making a tax-deductible donation today. Visit www.bethestarur.org. Everybody counts. www.bethestarur.org. Be the lucky star you Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hello, and welcome back to Express Yourself. Today's show is all about growing a small business. Right now we have Kevin. Take it away, Kevin. Hi, everybody. I'm Kevin Chu, a Be The Star You Are reporter. My segment is AI and Us, which talks about how AI can and does affect our lives. Today, I'll discuss how AI can help in starting and growing a small business. First off, what separates a large company from a small company? What is the distinction? If the answer you thought it was size, you're right, but you're also now labeled as a simpleton in my book. Knowing my own thoughts, while large companies certainly have some traits that small companies lack, it's mostly just a scaling up of what small companies already have. 
However, just that scaling up can result in some major issues. For example, the scaling up of how many people are employed. While more people usually means a high productive force, you also have to consider just how difficult it is to administrate a large number of people. Each worker needs to be managed and correctly communicated with by the manager in order for the whole group and system to work effectively. And a large group puts more and more strain on the manager. You have to deal with organizing and adapting to the personal needs of each individual in the group, which requires a patient, hardworking, and skilled person who's going to communicate, which isn't always available. And can lead to some groups becoming oversized and placing an excessive amount of stress on the group's manager as well as the group's um, workers. AI can assist with this by automating things such as managing documents, planning budget, etc. There are many mundane tasks a manager and employees in general must do that take a fair bit of time while also being mindedly boring and stressful. But with the help of AI, those tasks can often be pushed to the side while the manager or employee can spend more time working on something productive or just taking a break to release some stress in order to improve productivity and mental health. Furthermore, as the business grows larger, so will their customer base and the amount of customer support they will have to give out. This can be quite an enjoying job to do, at least I think so, as it mainly just consists of just sitting at a desk and answering simplistic questions over and over again. I wouldn't be surprised if 60 to 80% of the questions are just listed as notes on the telephone itself. It's what many people would probably consider a dead-end job, yet it's a very necessary part of any company. And as you might have guessed from me mentioning it, AI can help with this too. Specifically, chatbots. Also, going off topic here for a bit, but I simply felt that something as critical as this to AI would be a crime to skip over. You've probably heard of chatbot GPT, right? I'm going to assume you have, since you obviously have access to the internet through some method, whether that be through a computer, a litter box, or a deodorant. If you're wondering if I'm joking, I am not. There really does exist a smart litter box and a smart deodorant. What a world we live in, isn't it, where even our cats and armpits can now connect to the internet. Simply superb. Anyhow, getting back on track to the already off-track topic, ChatGPT. You've likely heard it talked about in two different ways. One, as a way for college students to cheat and write as they develop any topic easily. Or two, as just an astoundingly intelligent and thorough AI to answer whatever question you have that will replace Google. However, even if you do use it, you probably haven't questioned just why it can fill such roles so completely. ChatGPT is so capable not because it itself is intelligent and sophisticated, which would be way ahead of our time, because it borrowed the intelligence and sophistication of human professionals from all times. To clarify, chat GPT doesn't actually know much of anything at all. It just knows what you're asking and how to come to the internet. Every piece of information it gives you just selectively picked out based on how much it appears in online articles or websites pertaining to the subject you're asking about. It's also why if you ask its opinions on something, its opinion will either be fairly divided or one that's quite popular and highly mentioned. Ironically enough, it's much like how one would cheat on college essays with plagiarizing. Find what professional wrote, copy and paste it, delete what's unnecessary and switch around some words and bam, an AI that can basically call upon the professional experience and knowledge ever recorded on the internet. Of course, just because it doesn't actually know everything in the world doesn't mean it's not extremely impressive. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Like I said before, AI being able to comprehensively understand something is extremely ahead of our time. Probably one of the last things we'll ever achieve with AI. So being able to create an AI that can even somewhat imitate that is very impressive. Moreover, being able to sift through the entirety of the infinite, looking for just the most vital pieces of information, being able to summarize that information in just a few second senses, is simply a next level in terms of processing power. I guess you could equivocate ChatGPT and a normal AI to Shaq and an old basketball player, I guess? 
kind of like how Shaq is just so much bulkier and taller than any average basketball player and is thus able to play to a whole new level. Again, one of the most renowned basketball players, ChatGPT has just has so much more processing power than any normal AI that it can perform absolutely ludicrous feat of just searching through the entire internet. Another good analogy would be a police officer trying to become better in live comp situations and instead of training with a handgun more, just starts lugging around an RPG. Could you imagine if could you imagine if police officers just started carrying RPGs? They'd probably be super dangerous and you have to have some seriously buff cops, but crime rates would probably plummet. After all, with a handgun, a grazer even a shot on someone with an arm or leg is simply debilitating and extremely painful, but it won't kill you. With RPGs, though, you're either not dead or very, very, very dead. I've been rambling on about complete unrestated stuff to the topic for quite a while, huh? Okay, getting back on track, finally, a single chatbot can be a replacement for the dozens of suffering customer support workers. Like I said a while ago, questions are quite likely to be repeated. So it'll probably be able to answer quite a few of the questions people have with just a bit of investment into it. Of course, GPT is quite exceptional for a chatbot and by a very, very long shot. So not every question will be able to be answered by chatbot. So it's much less work on the company's part since you only need a few people to take calls instead of a dozen or just several. In addition, as companies grow larger, more and more people will be applying to join and thus still have to spend less and less time on examining each participant applicant. This is a pretty dire issue, as there's definitely going to be a slow but steady people flow of people coming in and going out of the company. And a business needs to make sure that the people that are coming in are that are people that are willing to go to the extra mile when necessary, when trying to cut corners and, keep, and are capable enough to accomplish whatever needs to be accomplished. While these might be easy to find at a close examination of an applicant's history and resume, close examination takes time. Uh, so. And when the number of applicants starts going to the hundreds or maybe even thousands, time becomes your worst enemy. However, as always, AI has a solution to this problem. AI is a grandmaster at sifting through large amounts of data, like I mentioned before. And those applicants are just another set of ones and zeros to scan. That's kind of terrifying to think about, actually. Starting to understand why people are so scared of an AI revolution. Anyhow, getting back on track again, while AI can't handpick your employees for you, it can scoop away the applicants with very obvious red flags, like having committed several crimes or getting fired several times in short periods of time. This directly eliminates the most mind-numbing part of the job of an employer. It allows them to both hire higher quality applicants and spend more time on managing the employees they already have. To condense what I've talked about for the last few minutes in one sense, AI can do the worst parts of the job for you and even better than you at that. AI is a huge blessing to any entity, whether it be a corporation or just a single person. Its uses are varied and come in a variety of different forms. Those will only expand exponentially the more time passes. It's a constantly evolving industry, probably one of the largest parts of modern times. I'm not just talking about one-time things like ChatGPT, or it's probably for a spell and what I talked about. It's everywhere around us, in our phones, our computers, in our cars, everywhere. I wonder if we're going to sign some of the most popular courses to take today. Thank you for all that information, Kevin. And yeah, yeah, ChatGPT is, wow, it's really something. And it came at the weirdest time because this is when I, a lot of my friends and I were like doing our college essays. And like, then we hear about this thing. It's like, oh, it can write your essays, which obviously you shouldn't use it for. And if you do try, I feel like it comes across very bland. And um, is there anything, I mean, from what I've seen, it looks like ChatGPT struggles with kind of 
um, creating that like human element in its like work, like its creative work. But what do you think that ChatGPT like particularly struggles with? Well, like you said before, ChatGPT does particularly struggle with making something seem human and isn't very er uh, prone to error. Like you can tell when an AI writes an essay from a human essay, at least from what I've heard, that the AI uses length sentences that are pretty much the same length while humans tend to use varying sentence lengths. And apart from that, it can also, ChatGPT can be completely wrong sometimes, even on some more simple questions. For example, ChatGPT can get very simple math equations wrong. And it's also great at making wrong answers sound more official than two plus two equals four. That's because, like I said before, ChatGPT doesn't actually know anything. It just follows what's on the internet. Digging a bit deeper into it, ChatGPT isn't actually taking sentences from the internet and modifying them, but is instead building a sentence word by word based on what word it thinks would fit there the best according to its training. That's why when you use ChatGPT, words load in one at a time instead of in chunks. And it's also why it's able to speak in such a concise and succinct manner. Actually, is it speaking or is it just writing? ChatGPT doesn't have a voice, like it's writing and speaking the same thing. But I wonder what the people are using right to communicate. I wonder how ChatGPT would answer this question. Anyway, ChatGPT isn't always right, and you have to make sure to find at least one other source that somewhat correlates what you're using ChatGPT for. In addition, ChatGPT's answers can also have a bias embedded in them. Like I said before, ChatGPT takes its answers in human writings and data recorded by humans. And because humans are biased, so can ChatGPT. Of course, it's much less likely to be biased since it doesn't actually have any personal opinions, but it's still something you should be cautious of and wary of when you ask ChatGPT a question. Okay, that is actually really cool. Like, it's cool to know, like, AI, like, a lot of us think of AI as this completely, um, just a flawless, flawless source of information. Like, everything that you ask it, it'll give a correct answer. But it's... It, it's lacking that human element. It's it it makes you realize that it's not actually human. Like that's that's what makes makes it struggle being human, basically, because it's not human, and you can't make something not human be human. Well, maybe you can, but right now we don't have anything that's like that. So before we start talking more about AI, I just have I'm just curious. So we've asked this question to every person who's been in this show right now. So um. If you had a small business, if you were to start a small business, what would it be for? For Milan, it was it was a bookstore. For Hani, it was a bookstore slash cafe. And for me, it was a music store. What would it be for you? What kind of company or what kind of store or what kind of store I would want to open? What kind of small business you would want to start? A small business I would want to open. Mm. I guess maybe a thrift store. <laughs> and why is Does that? that mm, well, most it's mostly because well, I'm volunteering. I'm also volunteering at a thrift store right now, and atmosphere there is really nice and stuff. Like with department stores and stuff like that, it's really just like a rush to get what you want. There's also long lines, but in thrift stores and stuff like that, you get to like the customers. You get to talk personally to them, and a lot of them also come pretty often. And even though I haven't worked there for that long of a time, maybe one or two months, there's also, there's already some customers that I can recognize and be like, oh, I know that person. And then they'll recognize me. And I 
and that's kind of some, that's kind of a small thing, but it's also just like kind of warms my heart a lot. And that's kind of why I want to work at, that way. I think a thrift store is really nice. I totally yeah. get that. Yeah. And do you think like chat GPT or like other AI could help you like start a thrift store or like a small business in general? Mm, well, definitely. Since there are a lot of things that chat AI can do, uh, that chat GPT and other AI could probably help with like keeping track of what's being sold, hasn't been sold, uh, maybe estimating prices depending on current market price, stuff like that, I guess. Oh, that's actually, that's actually a really good idea, like starting a thrift store. Like that's a really good small business idea. So what are some modern aspects of companies that AI is a large part of? And what are some aspects of companies that are going to be very hard to automate? Some more modern aspects of companies that I couldn't really get to because I was talking so much about ChatGPT. Sorry about that. Would have to be things like automating repetitive tasks, like data entry analysis. I kind of already talked about it a bit before, and I've probably mentioned this a lot. But AI in general is just really, really good at uh, going through a large amount, going through a large amount of data. And well, large companies also have a larger amount of data because you know they're larger. And so having an AI that could go, just go through all of that and organize it all into a very succinct and well-written-out manner would, is, would be really helpful and would also save a lot of time and also probably do a much better pe- uh, job than people can since AI was kind of made to new tasks such as data entry and analysis. And another way it could also, and another way it also helps uh, modern companies is through personalizing customer experiences through machine learning algorithms. It learns what people like to click on, what kind of ads they want to see. Basically, it tracks what is go- what is doing well and what isn't. And through that, it, uh, companies can sort of adapt and change to a decision customer base. In addition, it can also uh, does are really good at enhancing cybersecurity and can make it a lot harder for people to just hack and find out what the, what's going on within the company which is pretty bad. And in addition, well, that's about it. That's about, that's about all I can think of right now. And some aspects of companies that are going to be really hard to automate, um, pretty much every aspect of com- company at the current moment is, is being automated at some point, like I mentioned before, the recruitment process. It's just that a lot of those final steps, like having to meet personally with an applicant, are probably going to be really, really hard to automate since you have to, AI isn't really able to it's analyze a person deeply and well, people are very complex, you know, and AI can't really analyze them that well. In addition, just any tasks in general that requires social interaction or just any sort of emotional intelligence, AI is probably not going to be able to help with a lot until much, much later, probably decades, maybe even a century. Well, thank you for all of that information, Kevin. It was really nice talking to talking about chat GPT and companies with you. So we are out of time for today's show. As always, we express our gratitude to Star Star Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be the Star You Are, and voice and our voicemail campaign crew, especially our audio engineer Josh. Thanks to our guests from all across the world, and a huge thank you to our listeners for making us a top-rated program. For more information about Be The Still You Are charity, visit www.bethestillyouare.org. Find us on Instagram at Express Yourself Radio. 
Support locally sourced producers and small businesses, and you can even start a small business yourself. Always remember to speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine between the lines if you would let yourself